This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Nidhi Balani can help anyone ace that job interview, but there is no one to impress when the reflection in the mirror is staring back at you. She soon uncovers the real difference between feeling happy and thinking that you are. Hi, Nidhi. It's good to see you. Hi, Fabio. It's really good to see you. Excellent. So what would you like coaching on? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wanted to pick happiness, but then, yeah, I think, I think I want to deal with my anxiety. I've been very stressed lately, and I feel I'm someone who gets anxious very easily when I'm stressed. And I don't know if this process are related, but yeah, I'm just getting very stressed. And when I get stressed, I start biting my lips and uh, yeah, just, just gets very ugly. <laughs> so. Okay, so, all right. So what I heard is that you want to speak to sort of stress and sort of get very anxious. And then that ends up sort of turning into biting, you know, biting your lip. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 So what would be a fantastic outcome for today's session? To not bite my lips <laughs> when I get stressed. <laughs> Tonight, bite your lips when you get stressed. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when that happens to you, that trigger, what's what's going on in your body? So it happens so unconsciously that I don't even realize. I mean, the only time that I realize I'm biting my lips is if someone points it out to me or when it gets to a point that it's actually bleeding and it's hurting. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I know the trigger. I know it usually happens when I'm stressed. Like when I'm talking to you, most likely I'm not gonna do it. Um, but I, I usually do it when I'm stressed. Mm. And has this been a reoccurring thing throughout your life? I can't remember when I started doing it, but when I did my uh, NLP coaching, I, I went back into my timeline and I I saw this particular phase where I thought that this is the time when I would have actually started doing it, uh, but I can't really remember it uh, exactly, but that's, that's what my timeline told me. So I, I kind of trusted it and I went with the flow. So yeah, I, I, I like to believe it started with this particular 
experience that I had in my childhood uh, when my parents used to fight a lot. So that used to make me very stressed. Mm. So your parents used to fight a lot and that caused you yeah. to stress. Were you biting your lips back then? That's something I can't really remember when I picked it up. I remember when I was really young, I used to bite my nails quite a lot. And I, I just remember that there was this time that I stopped. And then I can't remember when I actually started picking up biting my lips. It's just that I remember it's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time that I've been doing it. So I did get over it actually in between. Um, there was there was this period in 2017 when I had actually yeah around 2000 yeah end of 2016 around that time I had actually stopped biting. I, I didn't bite my lips for almost like eight nine months and then I uh, got married. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is fantastic, but um, the marriage itself is very stressful because uh, my in-laws and my mom fought a lot. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, I just remember that's when it came back. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do a little experiment with me? Sure. Yeah. Just want you to get comfortable in your seat. <sighs> just want you to sort of, you know, take some breaths in and out. If you feel inclined, you can close your eyes if you feel safe. Just want you to think back to the times when you noticed yourself biting your lips. What's going on in your in your body? Yeah, just feeling very stressed, like, um like just yesterday when I was working on uh, a project and I was trying to finish it and I remember I was biting my lips because my husband looked at me and he said, why are you biting on your lips? So, yeah, mm. it was just very stressed and anxious. Um, mm. when, when he said, why are you biting your lips, what, what happens? I stopped. Uh, but then I... I can't remember when I started it again. So it happens sort of very unconsciously most of the time. As I said, I only only feel it when it kind of starts hurting. When that happens to you, what's happening in your heart? What's happening in my heart? I guess it's just the general feeling feeling of anxiety and stress. I wouldn't call it unhappiness. Just just stress and anxiety. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm happy. I'm happy. Hmm. You said, I yeah, think I'm, I'm happy. Are you feeling that you're happy or are you thinking that you're happy? Well, I can be happier. I mean, there are things that I could possibly do to... Uh, make myself happier because I know that it's been a while that I haven't been doing my meditation and I would really like to get back into it. Uh, it's just been a lot of work. Uh, yeah, so I don't really think happiness is something that, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely not happiness. I think it's more of just stress and anxiety in general. So, so what's Nidhi's um, view on happiness? I guess 
happiness for me is, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I guess. <laughs> happiness for me is to be able to give and receive unconditional love. Give and receive unconditional love. That's my happy, happy place, yeah. And does that happen to you, for you? Well, yes, I'm able to give a lot of unconditional love. I, I do receive a lot of unconditional love from people as well. So, yeah, that does happen a lot for me. Yeah, when we started earlier, you mentioned I was going to speak to happiness, but then stress. And are those two related? I would like them not to be related, and and, and that's how I usually look at it. Yeah, for me, for me, happiness is just about being able to love and receive love. So, I, I, and I and I believe that's happening in my life. So. Mm. I don't think those two are related for me in particular, but yes, I, I definitely do feel there's a lot of stress and anxiety. Mm. So when you're stressed and, and have this anxiety and people notice you biting your lips, are you, can you be happy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really like take control and I can't really do, I, I mean, it's 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 a negative display of body language, which I wouldn't like people to have of me, because I'm someone who who likes to present herself in in a in a positive manner all the time, especially you know, yeah, especially when I'm with people. If you were to separate yourself and and view yourself biting your lips, what what does what does that say? Sorry, can you say that again? If you were to view yourself outside of yourself, biting your lips, what does that say about the person biting their lips? Yeah, it looks really bad. Stop doing it. It looks really bad. Stop doing it. What What else does it say? Mm. Well, there's another way to deal with it. You don't have to bite your lips. You could channel the negative energy into something else. And how would you channel the, that energy? So, um, to, to, uh, during my coaching, we had actually developed this thing that every time I have an urge to bite instead of... So, so the trigger is... It's, an, it's not the trigger. The process is that usually I would lick the inner corner of my lips or the inside the flesh. Uh, uh, behind the lips and and I would probably like lick to look for places that have not already been bitten and that's when I will bite so we we kind of try to change that process so whenever there is a stress instead of changing the stress itself because we realize that's something that you can't really control 100% so we try changing the process so we we uh, I got myself uh, I trained myself to touch so instead of touching my uh lips i would touch the inner corner of my teeth the upper teeth and obviously i can't really bite it so that's that's when it kind of stops so that worked for me for a while but as i said it kind of came back and then i tried going back to the Yes, yeah, so, so I, I will probably channel into doing something else because during that coaching session, I realized that nobody can be 
absolutely 100% stress-free and anxiety-free, you know? It's, it's one of the most, yeah, something that we do experience once in a while. You mentioned earlier that for you, biting your lips is unconscious. So you mentioned a tactic of being conscious about it. So how can you create some action steps around being not biting your lips when you're unconscious? Yeah, so so as I said, the moment my (laughs) I I realize that I'm doing it all is so so one of the other things that I also realize I'm not able to do it is even when I'm doing it and I realize that I'm doing it, I, I don't stop. So I think that's one of the things that I probably have to do a bit more consciously. Um, so <laughs> I did this really stupid, I, I, I won't call it stupid, I did this um, experiment with myself and I thought it would work because I'm someone who is, um, for, for me, consequences, they do matter quite a fair bit. And... Um, uh, yeah, so so I actually thought that, uh, so for me, money is really important. Um, coming from where I was before, you know, it's been really hard. Uh, it's, it's a long journey upwards. So I, I told myself that every time I bite my lips, I have to, so I put like a $50 note in front of me and I said, you know, I'll have to give this to someone else. <laughs> and uh, I wrote it, the name of the person that I'll have to give it to and stuff like that. Um, but I guess it didn't work because it was a family member. Maybe I should have wrote a friend's name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it, I, it didn't really work. I was still, I was still biting my lips. Um, so going back to what you were asking. Yeah, these are some of the things that I kind of try to tell. Uh, that just appear towards not biting my lips. Besides the biting of the lips, is there any other involuntary actions that happen? Mm, no. no, this is the only one that that's that's one of the things that I wouldn't want uh, for me to do. Mm. Mm. Do you feel that but biting yeah, the lips? I do lose my temper once in a while. Sorry. Oh, no, I mean, it's just that when I'm, when I'm a little stressed, uh, I wouldn't call it stress, it's just that there are times that I lose my temper, but it's it's very, very specific and momentarily, uh, it's, it's to do something to do with my mom. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, there is, yeah, there is no other negative action that I can think of that I would want to get rid of. Hmm. Do you feel that the biting of the lips has has a message of some kind? So this is the thing, uh, maybe that could be one of the things, and I think that's a great question, actually. Uh, One of the things that uh, possibly doesn't allow me to stop doing it is because my tolerance for pain is really high, and uh, I don't feel it. I don't really feel it. You know, even if it's bleeding, I won't actually feel it. Yeah. So maybe just telling myself that my pain tolerance is really high <laughs> keeps me going on with it. Uh, but I, yeah, so I just feel that, you know, just because I don't, don't want to feel the stress from the pain, or maybe I don't want to feel how it is to feel stressed, I'm just doing this so that, you know, I don't get bothered by stress. And because my tolerance for pain is really high, 
I don't feel it, and I keep doing it. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned you transitioned at one point in childhood from biting your nails to biting your lips. Is there, I don't know, any wisdom in that? I, I do remember I used to bite my um, nails a lot, and used to it used to hurt a lot, but I, I can't actually remember. I only remember that, uh, you know, my nails used to look really ugly and I used to feel really bad about it. And I said, okay, you know what, this is it. We can't do this anymore to ourselves. And uh, but I really can't remember when I picked biting lips. But I don't think it was very early. I don't think it was very early in my childhood. It was mostly in my teenage years. What do you think the, um, or what do you feel? that the biting of the lips needs? As I said, I guess to me, it's just a way of dealing with my stress. That, that's, that's the only thing that I can think of because I mean, all the times that I do it is, and, and, and consciously I've tried to like observe the pattern and things like that. And that's where it had led me to when I feel things. And, and actually maybe maybe stress would probably be related to like when things are not entirely in my control, you could say. Mm. When things are not in your control. So tell me when things are not in, in your control. So like, for example, if I'm working on a project and I know that I want to finish it, but because it's time and I have to go to sleep <laughs> and I can't control it. I'll probably start feeling a bit stressed about it. Or like, as I said, you know, my parents fighting, um, it was pretty stressful because I couldn't control it. Um, for that matter of fact, the entire wedding thing, uh, my in-laws and my mom fighting all the time in uh, something that I couldn't really control. And I think that gave me a lot of stress because that's the moment when it actually came back. And I remember that very specifically. So, mm. yeah, so how do you think, I think it could be one of those things. So based upon sort of those experiences, how could you sort of leverage the power to change that? I guess just accept <laughs> what it is. Like if I have to go to sleep, I have to go to sleep. I mean, if I couldn't do it, uh, I've got to just trace backwards and be a bit more productive and see why I couldn't do it instead of trying to deal with the stress by biting lips. And if I had like a miracle, the powers of miracles, and I created a miracle for you that you're no longer stressed, like Nidhi is no longer stressed, what would life look like for you? Don't think I would find it very <laughs> acceptable because um, I guess people do experience stress a lot of times. I mean, that is something that maybe I've accepted it. And I don't think I'll find it very real uh, to be able to just believe that, oh, there is no stress. No, but literally I created the miracle. There is no stress in your life at all. What does that look like? Like, what would you be doing that you're not doing now? What would you be thinking and feeling and sensing that you're not experiencing now. I'd like to believe that I would stop biting my lips. Okay. <laughs> it's the only thing that comes along with stress that bothers me. I'm, I'm generally like, I, 
as I said, I'm okay with stress, but if, if you were to say that there is no stress, I guess it would lead to not biting my lips. And uh, yeah, that would make me happy towards myself because, you know, um, obviously in that process of biting my lips and not loving myself as I would mm-hmm. like to. Um, yeah. So loving yourself. I would love to explore that a little more. Tell me. Yes, it's, as I said, you know, um, for me, happiness is loving yourself and loving everyone around you. Um, and of course, that comes unconditionally. And yeah, that's that's a big part of my life to be able to love myself for who I am. And because of the biting of the lips, I, I feel like this is not the person <laughs> that I, I want to be in love with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can you have more accountability around that, being the person you want to be in love with? Yeah, I guess probably need to get rid of like all the negative things that I do. And now that we're talking about it, I guess I do have a few other negative things that I do, but I haven't really thought about it as much because I feel like um, they don't need much attention. <laughs> like as I said, you know, I have not been meditating uh, as much as I would like to. I've not been able to um, do my regular uh, disciplinary practices that I used to. Yeah, maybe all of that might help with stress reduction in general, and that could stop biting a little bit. Mm, so how would you start? that? <laughs> Where would you start? Yeah, maybe I should actually do a bit more meditation. Yeah, just go back and connect with myself. Maybe it would help me deal with stress better. Has that worked for you in the past? I've never, never tried to relate both of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't really try to relate both of them before, but it could have. And what do you think the benefits could be? Yeah, maybe I will feel less stressed. Maybe I'll have the miracle <laughs> of uh, not feeling so stressed. And for me, for me, my understanding is that stress is the reason that causes me to bite my lips. And mm. I think that is my truth. I've accepted it. <laughs> so, yeah, just feeling less stressed should help with less biting of lips. I would like to think that. So how would you handle like obstacles? You said you wanted to start meditating. I, I just have to do it. <laughs> there is, you know, it's just excuses sometimes that you um, put yourself up with. I just have to do it. And and I just have to do it. When When does that start? It should by right it should start today. <laughs> it should start today. <laughs> by right it should start after this call. <laughs> yeah, it's a. So, Nidhi, we spoke a lot in the beginning about sort of this idea of happiness and then stress and anxiety, and you sort of worked in and around, you know, your body and sort of trying to tap into it. I asked you a probing question earlier about. What do you think the biting the lips needs? So what does Nitty want right now? 
I guess in a, on a more emotional realm, I do want to connect with myself, uh, spend a little more time with myself spiritually as well, uh, which I used to do quite a fair bit. Mm, I mean, I, I do want my business to, to advance a little bit more, uh, but yeah, so there's, there's been a lot of like things around my business because um, I do have a full-time job as well. And I, I do my coaching over the weekend and it just gets really tiring. So one part of me wants to take it forward and then one part of me goes like, oh, I have to do all of this then by myself. And then if it doesn't really go to a point where I want it to, it just gets really exhausting because of being there before. Um, I actually quit one of my, I quit my job in 2018 to to do this full time but uh yeah it it didn't it didn't go as as planned and then you know obviously you have a lot of responsibilities and stuff and and uh, you fall back to uh earning a stable income through the job and things like that so so and back to doing a full-time job yeah so i'm very confused with that part of me what yeah. I want for my business. When you explain that, how did the stress response? Did anything happen? Yeah, it does make me feel stress. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed the little quivering of the lips, not yeah. really the biting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Nidhi. So. We're sort of going to transition into the, um, you know, sort of the interview portion of this, but sure. I always like to leave my listeners with, oh, what's a piece of advice from today's conversation that you found useful? I think one of the most important things which I always tell the students that I work with is to to not wait for that moment and just do whatever you need to. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think maybe I should also accept the idea that you can reduce <laughs> stress. Mm. Maybe for me, um, I'm holding on to the fact that stress is okay and stress is needed um, way too intensely, and maybe that, that that's one of the reasons as to why I'm not able to let go of what I really want to let go. Uh, so maybe I should, instead of working on not biting my lips, maybe I should, maybe I should just work to towards a more stress-free life, which, which I believe can happen. I mean, miracles do happen, right? Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. And do yeah. you feel like you have the maybe tools to do that? I mean, yes, I do. I do. Uh, and... Uh, at this point in time, but of course, I think there's, there's a wealth of resource and abundance, and I'm sure people like you who would have a, a lot more expertise that I'll be happy to listen to. Um, yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, so tell my listeners more about you and, and what you do. It was a great session, though, so thank you. Sure. <laughs> so um, I'm based out of Singapore. Uh, 
and uh, I'm actually an interview coach and people skills specialist. My niche is was cabin crew in general because uh, I've flown with Singapore Airlines for 10 years uh, from 2007 to 2017 and uh, I primarily started a YouTube channel in 2007 and I went on to social media platforms to educate and empower uh, people who would want to you know become cabin crew members and you know if that was their dream job but uh, and and replace quite a few uh, people all around the world because we work with candidates globally. Our coaching is online, so we have students from you know pretty much all over U.S., U.K., Egypt, uh, Taiwan, Singapore, Malaysia, India, and I'm very blessed to have a, a great following on my social media platforms, which is where I usually interact with all my uh, followers, and that's where you know people get in touch with us uh, for regular webinars that we do and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, currently we've pivoted a little bit because aviation space uh, is going through a bit of turbulence, which is how I like to put it. Uh, so we're doing generic interviews now. So we train people for interviews in general and not just cabin crew. And uh, we have a lot of tools. Uh, we, we have a lot of coaching programs in place uh, that we introduce to our participants. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do at this point in time. Uh, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> so, what's what has been an um, an absolute joy in 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 doing the work that you do? Oh, just seeing people through. <laughs> yeah, when someone messages you, and um, these are people that I might not have directly coached because, as I said, I do have a YouTube channel and I do have an Instagram page where I put up a lot of stuff. And then, you know, when you just get a message, when you wake up in the morning saying that, hey, I cleared my interview by watching your videos and stuff like that. I think that's, that's absolutely amazing. Awesome. So what would be a pain point? For me? Uh, yeah, the business is probably not going as I would like it to. Uh, but are you talking the pain points for people or for me? Uh, just general, like, you know, in your, in your industry, obviously COVID ravaged the travel industry. Yeah. So just yeah. generally, I just want, you know, speaking from your vantage point, what do you think a pain point is? Yeah, so I think it's a pain point for everyone out there at this point in time, uh, especially for me and my, my uh, initial clientele, because uh, these are the people who wanted to become cabin crew. So not just being able to go for interviews is a huge pain point, and that does affect my business, my business model. But we're, we're as I said, we're pivoting around and we're figuring ways as to how we can uh, get people to, you know, get that on-the-job on experience, even if it's not their dream job to begin with, uh, and things like that. So, yeah. I would love for you to dispel a myth um, for people who work in this industry, because from our perspective, you get to fly to great destinations. You get these perks. You can give it to family and friends. You get to eat gourmet meals. You get to post on social media all the places you've been to. So what's like a myth that you've heard that you would like to dispel? There are a lot of them. <laughs> There's just a lot of them. But just going back to what you just mentioned, uh, you know, on the surface, it's a glam life. It's, it's an absolutely glamorous life. You, you have breakfast in London and you have uh, dinner uh, in Paris. But, you know, between that breakfast in London and dinner in Paris, there is a lot of actual work that goes into it. There's a lot of physical work that goes into it. There's a lot of emotional work that goes into it. 
up standing in your on your feet for 14 hours and just you know putting up that smile on your face when people are shouting and people are angry um it just it, it takes a lot it takes a lot out of you and uh, i think people don't realize that and that's why a lot of people who joined this industry really quit at a very early stage but people will stay they stay for a really long time because then they understand this is not just about travel mm. it's not just about eating gourmet meals <laughs> it's really about uh you know, your purpose is being that uh, the first point in contact for your customers and things like that. And, and, and this is a really different job, you know. It's, it's very challenging because, you know, and this is what I say all the time to, to a lot of people who want to get into this industry. In your regular job, you know, you probably would deal with the same person on, on a daily basis. And in my job, I have to deal with 200 people that I'm never going to see in my life before. And at the same time, a team of people that I'm going to work with uh, that I would have probably never seen before or I'm not going to see them ever again because every time you fly, you fly with a different set of people. But then if, if I have to, I'll probably be ready to give my life for them <laughs> because because that's what I've been trained to do, right? So it's, it's yeah, apart from all the glance stuff that we see, there, there's a lot of physical, emotional and mental challenge that it comes with. So that's one myth. <laughs> yeah. So what would be a secret travel tip that us regular people don't know? <laughs> wow, a secret travel tip that most people wouldn't know. So many of them. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Okay. <laughs> so, if you get a hot towel on a flight, don't put it on your face. <laughs> get a hot towel on your flight. Don't put it on your face. You heard that here, guys. Don't you heard that here. <laughs> it has gone through a lot. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the information, because for me, that was always refreshing. And now I think I'm going to bite my lips when I get that. Yeah, don't. Don't. Like, use it everywhere else but your face. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't know who's listening. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> um, so I would love for you to educate us passengers generally because you're so involved in the industry, what should we expect from a post-COVID world when it comes to you know, flying again? Yeah, so I think uh, the, the two points that I feel uh, would, be, would be very different, especially for the post-COVID world. Uh, one, I think safety is gonna be uh, a lot, you know, safety and security, there's gonna be a lot of importance that's gonna be placed on it. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of ownership from that perspective as well, because uh, with everything being digitalized at this point in time, uh, a lot of ownership has to come in into place when it comes to your own safety and security and things like that. And, you know, as simple as just wearing a mask. I, I keep hearing so many incidents. Uh, I, I keep, you know, watching news and I'm like, oh, the person doesn't want to wear a mask because of this and that. And I feel like, Okay, why? <laughs> why would you want to do that? But yeah, so, so I think um, there's going to be a lot more safety and security procedures that's going to be in place and just 
house crew members because, you know, we're just doing our job. Uh, it's not that we like putting, trust me, we don't like wearing a mask ourselves. It's really difficult to work and breathe when you're wearing a mask, when you're wearing that full PP kit. It's not easy. We don't want to do that either. And we don't want to put you guys through it. And you're just sitting down before us. We're actually working. It's, it's very difficult to understand. But, uh, you know, help us. <laughs> help us out and uh, do your part. Take a little bit of ownership and take a little bit of accountability for your own safety and security, because I think that's going to be really, really important. Uh, that's number one. And I think uh, the service industry is probably going to change a little bit as well, I personally feel, because, in fact, I was, I was just making a video on this the other day, uh, and if anyone wants to watch it, I made a video on uh, tips to provide customer service while you have your mask on. <laughs> because, oh, great topic. Yeah, because, you know, uh, a lot of times it's all about all the things that you can see in people's face, that smile, the body language, everything that but that mask just conceals everything. So and and you know just just a small thing is touch. You know, a lot of times when your passengers are upset or unhappy and you know, you would just want to give that comforting touch that no longer is there. So so that really becomes a huge gap. For me personally, like I'm someone who's very kinesthetic and uh for me to be able to provide that comfort, sometimes I will touch my passengers and things like that. So I think the service industry will change quite a fair bit too. Uh, at this point in time, I don't really know what to expect because, uh, you know, when, when you travel first class, you expect that personalized service, you expect that five-course meal, but at this point in time, we can't offer you that even if you travel first class because everything has to be sealed and packed and just put up on your seat. So... Yeah, I think I think for passengers, they probably will have to shift their mindset a little bit for everything for safety, security, service, and just help us out a little bit to see how everything evolves. Um, I, I do feel the aviation is definitely going to come back for sure because if I ask anyone today, I think no one's going to probably say in, in the right mind <laughs> that I don't want to travel. <laughs> I think everyone's just waiting to travel. Uh, so it's definitely going to come back, but there's going to be a lot of... Uh, uh, things that's, that's going to evolve. So we have to watch and see, but all I'm going to say is just help us out to be able to help you uh, in doing our best. Mm. I, I like that sort of idea of help us help you. Um, so what would be like three tips, you know, you being an interview coach and working in the travel industry that you would give to an aspiring individual that wants to live that high life? So obviously, to be able to live that high life, you have to get to, through <laughs> through the interview process. And, uh, you know, post-COVID, the interview processes are going to change quite a fair bit, too. Uh, most of the interviews that used to happen, so for cabin crew in general, most of the interviews are open days. Um, these are open day assessments where you walk into a venue and, you know, you go through the interview process. Now it's going to be primarily online, so people do have to equip themselves uh, to be able to get comfortable on videos. And uh, and then we run this really interesting course called Airflix. Mm. Uh, you I know, love it. It's quite close to Netflix, but we call it Airflix because it's like a video subscription. It's, it's a subscription-based model where we uh, give you questions on a daily basis and you have to make videos and put it up in a closed wow. Facebook group where we give you wow. feedback. So, wow. So that's, that's one thing that we have started doing, and I would love people to actually join because it would not only help them with their interview practice, but it will also help them with their uh, comfort in being on a video. And we train you on everything from how to set up your space and lighting and everything. Yeah. 
I feel like that would be great for other industries as well, because it's like the interview <laughs> process generally is so unnerving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we offer it to any and everyone, not just people oh. who want to become cabin crew, but it's just that oh. we came up with that name when we were doing the whole cabin crew thing, so it was just so apt, <laughs> Airflix. So, yeah, so, so that's one thing that I would advise, uh, you know, just get more adaptable uh, to the changing processes. I think that's really important. Uh, the second thing that I feel uh, that's really important is uh, to be able to prepare uh, in the right direction. You know, a lot of times people prepare, but then, you know, if you keep doing the same thing wrong a thousand times, you're probably going to end up with the same result, which is not what you want those thousand times. So I feel it's really important to prepare in the right direction, prepare with the right feedback, uh, which a lot of people don't. Like, for example, you know, um, a lot of people practice in front of the mirror. You know, you stand in front of the mirror and you, you practice your interview questions and answers. And my first question to all of those people who do that is, so how do you know what you did wrong? Because mm -hmm. your mirror yeah. is not going to tell you that, right? <laughs> mirror is not going to speak to you. So just as simple as when you're practicing, instead of practicing in front of the mirror, just record yourself or, you know, do a video recording so that at least you can go back and see what you've done wrong. You can observe the patterns and you can work your way around. So I think preparation with the right feedback is really important, which a lot of people don't do. Uh, that, that's very important, I feel personally, and that's where the coaching comes into the place. And, uh, and this is my favorite. <laughs> I, I feel uh, a lot of times, you know, a lot of coaches will tell you, especially when it comes to interviews, people will tell you, don't be nervous, you know. And uh, I personally never tell my students that. In fact, I tell them, you should be nervous. <laughs> I think it's really important to be nervous uh, because number one, it helps you from being overconfident. And second, uh, you've got to know how to deal with your nervousness. Instead of just telling yourself, don't be nervous, that's not going to help you. So we give our students very... Uh, we have some dedicated tools that we work around, especially with NLP. We work with anchoring and things like that to make our students uh, deal with that nervousness in that moment, that peer pressure that you feel when you're in that interview room. Like, you know, uh, I, I always tell my students, when you're in that interview room, please compare yourself. <laughs> A lot mm -hmm. of times interviewers will tell you, don't compare yourself to other people. But I'll be like, yes, please compare yourself because, you know, you wouldn't know what the other person did better than you. Uh, but you don't have to compare to self-evaluate. You need to compare to self-enhance. Mm. Take back that feedback to figure out what you could have done better if you didn't get that interview uh, on that particular day so that next time when you're in that interview room, uh, you're actually already a better person. So, yeah, I think I would probably give these three advices uh, at this point in time. <laughs> I absolutely love those three tips. They're really great because I really like the third one because it speaks to sort of this idea of self-consciousness, but turning it and reframing it, which is really, it sort of empowers you to some degree, which is really great. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So tell my listeners where they can find you on the internet and, and your videos. Yeah, so <laughs> I do have a website, which is, uh, I mean, I can share the link. It's actually... Um, nidhi-bilati.com uh, that's the brand that I always wanted to build around because I wanted it to be very personalized I didn't want to give it to name but we do have a company it's called Success Talks 
that's the company that's registered as, but then the website is nidhi-bilati.com. Remember the S-G-T-T-S? <laughs> can you, can uh, you spell and, that out uh, for my listeners? Sure. So give me a second. So it's H-T-T-T-S. Um, give me a second because there's this colon thing which always goes wrong. So I'll, I'll look it up and say it. Yeah, so it's H-T-T-T-S colon slash slash N-I-D-H-I dash B-E-L-A-N-I dot com. And then slash again. So when people go to the website, we do actually have a free checklist, which says issue interviews and style checklist. Uh, I would highly advise people to get uh, their hands on that. And uh, my YouTube channel is uh, the same name, which is Nidhi Bilani. My Instagram is bilani.nidhi1. Um, and uh, when they go to my YouTube, they can actually find, uh, even LinkedIn is just my name, Nidhi Bilani. So um, people can find me on all these uh, social media platforms at this point in time. Excellent. Well, this was such a great, really, I it was such a unique and and intriguing aspect of, of travel and, and your expertise. I really love that you were vulnerable with the coaching as well. So thank you so much, Nidhi. Thank you, Savio. I really enjoyed the coaching aspect of it. Uh, I would definitely say there's, there's a fair bit of things that I've discovered. So I really appreciate the time that you put in with me today. And, Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. it. Thank you again. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.